It is true that love makes us blind. You want me to change your tail into two legs so you can walk on land like the humans do, don't you, child? Yes, ma'am, that's right. Please help me. Fear not. You shall have your wish, but at an awful price. What? Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am Christy, and I am here with my friend and co-host Bree. Hello. And we are here today to talk about The Little Mermaid, but not the uh, not everybody's go-to Little Mermaid, which is probably the Disney one. We are talking about the 1975 uh, anime little mermaid retelling yes it is christy i love this movie yeah (laughs) i love it oh my god it's so it's so good now is this is this an ironic love or is this a deep-seated from the heart love it's a little of both i think because it has that i i am a sucker for this like really specific 70s anime style just because it mm-hmm. looks it it is so its own thing and it's just so like the character designs are just i i, I love it i love it so much <laughs> that that movie itself there's you know there's parts of it but like the look of this film is just oh beautiful it's so it good. is yeah it is there looks very nice uh for me like i i you know what i'll i'll go out and let me say i i like this movie too not like not one of my favorites it's not no it, it's not a go to of mine when when i think about all of the movies that i have in my collection this isn't really one that i think about um right off the bat if i were to in, try and introduce somebody to the whole concept this isn't one of the ones that i would pick right away but no. at the same time I also, I have shown this to two different viewing groups, so there is something about this movie that is, it's both charming and cheesy, which I love. Yeah, it's, well, because, and one of those viewing parties was, I I was there a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago, so I had actually seen this film at one of the, the princess movie nights at your place i think 2019 yeah the the last time uh, that you would have been able to come to a princess movie night yeah but thankfully my my brain hates to hold on to information so i had forgotten a lot of this film but i remembered that i enjoyed it so i was like i am down to watch that again and and give it another look and 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 uh talk about it it's it's funny because that was kind of my what happened with me too there's there's one scene in particular that we'll we'll talk about when we get to the discussion that is very clear in my memories but otherwise the rest of the film i had kind of forgotten to the point that when i when i started reviewing this one uh while uh for, for in preparation for this recording I think it was like the first like 10 or 15 minutes or so. I kind of thought, oh shit, is this one not actually that bad? Like I, it was, 
like I was enjoying it and I and I wasn't because I, I always my thing is I always like the ones that make me laugh. Like those are the movies oh, yeah. that I gravitate to. That's what feels the most entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. But so this one, it starts off pretty solidly. And so I was like, oh, no, like this one, I wanted us to do a bad one or at least like a, a yeah. laughable one. So yeah. thankfully, though. This one kind of builds up steam as it goes, and it starts getting really cheesy. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, does it. So cheesy. And then the fucking ending comes and just slams you into a brick wall of feelings that I'm so resentful for. (laughs) Now, had you been familiar with the actual, like, Hans Christian Andersen version of The Little Mermaid... Before this, I, I imagine you would be because you'd probably seen it in other Little Mermaid films, yes? yes? Oh, yeah, for definitely. <laughs> um, I So I have a few different retellings of The Little Mermaid, and the ending is definitely one of the major things that you'll... Like, there, there's kind of... You could categorize the retellings into very binary categories based on the ending alone, whether or not... Uh, uh, I guess spoilers if you've never heard of the original uh, story, the ending to the story, but in the original Hans Christian Andersen story, the mermaid does not get her prince. She dies at the end. So you are able to categorize the retellings uh, between ones that take off the ones that use the original ending and then ones like the Disney version where they give the little mermaid a happy ending and she ends up with her prince. So whenever I get a new Little Mermaid movie, it's always kind of exciting because <laughs> you don't quite know whether or not they're going for the original ending or the happy ending. And this is... The sort of Disney-fied ending. Yeah. There's definitely... If, if, it's, if the movie is more geared towards kids... Then obviously they, like, 99% of the time they'll go for the happy ending. They'll make something up. But if it's like this movie where where they're, they're trying to do a more mature take on the story, then they tend to use the original ending. So... I I knew of the original ending, and I knew that it was a possibility that they would go for the original ending, but it still doesn't make the conclusion of this film any less harder to deal with. Because yeah. goddamn, what a, like if, what a feels trip. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, I don't remember how old exactly, but I had like, I'd seen the Disney version, and then I had this really beautifully illustrated, um, like it, I I think it was from like a collection of different books with different Hans Christian Andersen stories in it, or something like that. Different fairy tales, and I had one that was The Little Mermaid and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. And I remember mm. reading The Little Mermaid one, and it was to the old story. It was to the original story, so she fucking dies at the end. I was like, oh, <laughs> huh. I don't remember the Twelve Dancing Princess as well, but I remember that version of the ending of Little Mermaid being like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second. Did she just fucking die? Yeah. Yeah. God. (sighs) I'm sure we'll we'll definitely, we'll get into the ending more once we 
Oh yeah, because there's there's specifics there's specifics about the way this movie handles the ending in particular that, in my opinion, make it worse than Ugh. the original ending. There's yeah. one one specific moment that I'll have to get into. Um, yeah, for sure. But be, before we do that, uh, just to give a bit of history to this one. Uh, so as mentioned, this is a 1975 film from Japan. This one was released by Toei Animation, who also brought us Sailor Moon, Digimon, and Dragon Ball, among others. Yeah. Kirsten Bishoprick, who voices the titular character, was a Canadian actress best known for providing the voices of Zoisite, Emerald, and many other characters in the English adaptation of the Sailor Moon series. <gasps> I didn't know that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of a fun fact is uh, Kirsten's, t- Kirsten's twin brother, Thor Bishoprick, plays Fritz the Dolphin, Marina's best friend. Aww. That's kind of cute. That's great. But without further ado, Brie, I think it is time for the near ludicrous speed uh, summary of The Little Mermaid. Take us away, Christy. introduced to the young mermaid Princess Marina and her dolphin friend Fritz, swimming happily in the ocean. Marina returns home late and is chastised by one of her older sisters for exploring during a storm, warning Marina that she'll never receive her pearl hairpin, a sign of a mermaid having come to age, if she doesn't stop her childish ways. Marina longs to receive her pearl hairpin, as with it she will gain permission to swim on the water's surface. To cheer her up, Fritz takes Marina to a sunken ship, which was sunk by an earlier storm conjured by the menacing sea witch. Inside the sunken vessel, Marina finds a statue of a young man, which captures her attention. Oh, it's wonderful! There's no boy as handsome as this in all the sea! The sight of the statue only furthers her longing to swim on the water's surface, and so she and Fritz decide to sneak out that night while everyone else is asleep. Stowing away in the mouth of a friendly whale, Marina and Fritz reach the surface of the ocean. While Marina is basking in awe at the night sky, a ship appears on the horizon. On the vessel, Marina spies a young man who looks just like the statue she saw on the sunken ship. It turns out that the young man is actually a prince, aboard the ship celebrating his birthday. Unfortunately for him, the sea witch decides to stir up yet another storm, which capsizes the ship. Marina rushes to aid the now unconscious prince, saving him from drowning by carrying him to shore. Marina stays with the prince all night, only parting in the morning when a group of young women come across the prince on the shore. One of the young women manages to wake the prince, and she and the others take him to safety while Marina looks on. Marina, you saved his life. Why didn't you stay with him until he woke up? Oh, I couldn't, Fritz. As soon as he saw my tail, he'd get frightened. Marina returns home, where stories of her adventure have reached her family. In respect to her bravery and saving the life of the human prince, Marina is given her very own pearl hairpin. Marina is ecstatic to finally receive her hairpin, but she still longs for her prince. When she hears word that the prince is staying at a palace near the water, she decides she must go to him, but not as a mermaid. Instead, Marina resolves to see the sea witch, hoping that the witch can turn her human. 
Marina meets with the Sea Witch, who tells Marina that she will help her, but she warns Marina that if she can't win the heart of the prince and he marries another, the day after his marriage, Marina will turn into sea foam. In payment for her services, the Sea Witch demands Marina's voice. Marina agrees, and the Sea Witch gives her a potion to drink. Unable to give Fritz a proper goodbye, Marina swims off to the prince's palace. Once at the shore, she takes the Sea Witch's potion and, after a painful transformation, turns human and passes out. The next morning, Marina is found by none other than her prince, who takes her back to his palace. You know, I keep getting this feeling that I've seen you before somewhere. But where? A month passes, and Marina has adjusted somewhat to her life in the human world. Having come to him from the sea, wearing a large pearl hairpin that only a princess could have, the prince is taken to calling Marina Princess Mermaid. Marina and the prince bond, in spite of the prince's jealous talking cat, Jemmy, who, at one point, tries to get Marina killed by luring her into the path of a pack of wolves. Unfortunately, the king and queen have decided it is time for the prince to get married, and have arranged for him to marry the princess of a nearby kingdom. The prince refuses to get married, and confesses to Marina that he wishes to marry the woman who saved his life, a woman with black hair. This was the woman that woke him on the shore, while the blonde Marina watched from afar. I don't know her name or where she is now. I'll probably never see her again. Anyway, since I can't find her, I... I want to marry you. Marina is overjoyed, but the king and queen are against the thought of their son defying their orders and marrying Marina. Conspiring with Jemmy the cat, the king and queen trick the prince into sailing to the neighboring kingdom with Marina along for the ride. The prince begrudgingly meets with his betrothed and is shocked to find out that she is the black-haired woman he saw on the shore, the one he believes saved his life. Overjoyed, the prince tells Marina that he is going to be married immediately to the black-haired princess. On the night of the wedding, Marina meets with Fritz at the shore. Fritz can see the sadness in her eyes and understands that the prince is marrying another, and that Marina will turn to seafoam at sunrise the next morning. In the early hours of the day, Marina, the prince, and the princess set off on a ship back to the prince's kingdom. Marina is on deck by herself when she hears the voices of her sisters calling for her. Having been told what happened by Fritz, her sisters made a deal with the Sea Witch, trading their hair in exchange for a magic knife. Marina must use the knife to stab the prince in the heart. When the drops of his blood touch her feet, her tail will return to her. Marina makes her way to the prince's bedchamber, but she can't bring herself to kill him, deciding that the prince's happiness is my happiness. Instead, she returns to the deck of the ship, Hopeful that as Seafoam, she can be around and with the prince always. The prince, who has woken up from his slumber, arrives just in time to see Marina jump into the ocean. On the railing of the deck, Marina has left behind her pearl hairpin and a single large scale. With that, dawn breaks, and Marina turns to foam and ascends into the sky. The prince, seeing the scale and hairpin, finally remembers that it was actually Marina as a mermaid who saved him from drowning. Eventually, the little mermaid's soul was allowed to return from heaven to the sea, where it had dissolved to foam with the coming of dawn's first light.
from that time on, through her story, the story of her love and her courage, she has guided the wayward hearts of men. And so she shall forever. The end. Oh, boy. Yeah, the end. <laughs> God. Yeah, the uh, the original story of The Little Mermaid's kind of... It's, it's a sad one. It's a sad one, in fact. It's a goddamn huge bummer. Holy shit. <laughs> I... Yeah, the ending to this one, I I hate it. And again, it's Aww. not it's not because it's bad. It's just because I feel it makes me feel too many emotions and after spending the entire movie in relatively high spirits laughing over the general cheesiness of the film, for them to come out with this sad as hell ending, how dare they? <laughs> how dare you give me this mood whiplash? <laughs> Yeah, because most of the movie, you're just like, oh, this is, I'm having a good time. And then it's just, they do a lot with this ending to really just make it a gut punch. And you're like, I, excuse me, this, um, hey, no? Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Stop that. Everything, everything that Marina sacrificed in the name of love, it was all for naught. Her sister's sacrifices, trying to get their sister back to them, that was all for naught as well. And then most importantly of all, and this is this is the bit that really gets to me, um, that they that they added to this version of the story. This isn't in Hans Christian Andersen's original take, is that in this version, the prince learns that uh Marina is the one who saved him, not the the black-haired princess. So literally he learns too late to do anything about yep. this. And and so especially this last viewing, I can't help but wonder what happens next. Like he he was initially he was so happy to marry the black-haired princess because he thought this is the woman that I've been pining for, the, that this is the woman who saved me. And now all in like, the night of his wedding to her, he finds out not only is that not true, but the woman who actually saved you, from his perspective, just... Jumps uh, into the ocean. Yeah has, yeah. has just thrown herself into the ocean. Yeah. It is, it is just tragic. <sighs> I can't. I can't. I can't deal with it. <laughs> God. It just... I I find it I, I I find it very interesting to see more faithful adaptations of the original fairy tales. I think especially coming from someone in North America, we often see the, the we always see them rewritten to be happier endings, like whether it's the Disney films or just it, it like it just I guess it's just something that they do for North American audiences is that it's they want the happy ending. And so yeah. I I, I like seeing the retellings of the original stories. There's often conflicts and messages in them that makes for just more more engaging movies. But The Little Mermaid is like the one fairy tale that I have zero attachment yeah. of the original ending. I can't. Yeah. 
it's too much of a gut punch that this poor naive mermaid giving up everything to try and win the heart of somebody who would return her affections if he only knew the truth, a truth that is only revealed after her death in this movie's case. God. (laughs) Have fun, kids. Enjoy the little mermaid. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't. Like, honestly, like, I would prefer the original ending where... The exact same scenario plays out, but the prince doesn't find out, and it's he just never learns. I think, yeah, yeah, because I think it, that's just like the extra little twist of the knife that takes a shitty situation into something even worse. And I think it's just because I I relate to the idea of finding out too late Ugh. about something that I could have prevented. Yeah. Finding out too late and just living the rest of your life dwelling on it. God. <laughs> just, ugh. Yeah, that's this movie. That's this. That's the ending in, in a nutshell. Just, God damn it. God. Uh, most of the movie is just a, it's just a, it's just a good corny time. It's yeah. just cheesy as heck and it's fun. It's it's so funny because the prince and Marina, their relationship isn't really great. And, the, you know, it's, you don't get to see a lot of it. No. But it, and yet at the same time, you're still wishing for them to get together at the end. Just like maybe like there's a twist ending. I don't know. Yeah. She magically just comes back to life and... I guess her, the prince, and the princess, maybe they just form, like, a menage a trois, and they just live happily ever after as, as a polyamorous couple. That'd be lovely. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be the best outcome. Really. Yeah. Uh, but, alas. To, to kind of explain more on the prince and Marina's relationship. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted watching the film again it's beautiful um (laughs) but the prince and marina they just sort of like you don't get to see a lot of it Mm -hmm. but like what you do see is you know it's fine it's cute it's (laughs) the prince is a little the things he says at a certain point you're just like buddy He's so he's so oblivious sometimes. So oblivious. They are they are very much they are very restrained in their what what they say. And and I guess we we should probably mention that we just to specifically point out that we are we watched the dubbed version of this. Yes. Um so I I do think that that has probably had an influence on how the voice acting was done in that they were probably trying to do their best to match the uh like the the lip movement from the original film. Yeah. So as as a result, I think sometimes the lines, some of the lines and then how they say them it's a little odd and again it's a little restrained like sometimes the emotion isn't there. Yeah, it's it's an early dub. But what what it what it ends up happening is that it gives us some marvelous moments where the prince is just such, he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> he's honestly. kind of a dick. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, the bit, the bit where he's just like, the only woman I really want to marry is the one who saved me. The, the woman with the black hair who saved me that day that I almost drowned in a shipwreck. But since I can't find her, I will. I want to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just so, yeah. like, wow, bud. All right. Thank you. Thanks cool. for letting me know that I'm your second choice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so and harsh, again, bud. <laughs> such a dick. Damn. And, it's just, and again, with the inflection in his voice, it kind of comes across as like, like, I feel like it's supposed to be this romantic gesture you know? Yeah. But just the way he says it, it just feels like it's like an, oh, well, you know, I can't marry her, so I guess I'll marry you. I guess you're here, so. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you instead, I guess. Yeah, God. It's, it's so. <laughs> and, and you know what's weird about that moment, too, is that, and, and this kind of comes up a few times in this, is that the prince says that line and he and Marina kind of get a little moment and they smile at each other. But then the scene cuts away to show the reaction of other characters to this moment instead, which in this case, it yeah. was the Chamberlain and Jemmy, the talking cat. <laughs> More on him later. <laughs> and and Marina's sisters who are watching from the shore. Um, so this, like, this should be Marina's big moment. She has seemingly finally won the heart of her prince and yet sort the movie of. just yeah sort of it's kind of yeah she has More one second place which in this instance <laughs> is the best that she could oh. ask for she still gets a trophy it's just not as big as if she had won first place yeah um but this should be her moment where she like this should be like a big romantic thing between the two of them where we're we're so wrapped up in the emotions between these two lovers and instead Ugh. instead we're focusing on these side characters like like let's yep. see how Jemmy the cat feels about this <laughs> What the fuck was up with Jimmy the cat? Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Jemmy is just she's this cat Mm -hmm. she's not explained no don't worry about it she's a talking cat um that is I guess owned by the prince slash the king and queen whatever um and as soon as Marina shows up the cat knows that she or the cat hates her Mm -hmm. the cat knows she's there for the prince and she's just like hissing at her and just hates her. Yeah. Instantly. Just yeah. hates hates Marina because she's jealous about the prince spending time with her, which honestly, that's kind of on point for, for certain cats. I'm, I'm buying that <laughs> I buy that so far. Absolutely. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. But she goes so far as to try to get her murdered by wolves. And is yeah. like, if I can't have the prince, no one can. So if he must die with you then so be it. <laughs> like, yeah. damn, Jimmy, calm down. Oh my. What the fuck? Back to the forest, you demons! You can't take him away from me, little mermaid. You will die, even if he must die with you. What a, what a, this, this is a scene I did not expect to see in yeah. this retelling of the little mermaid. It's the talking cat being like, 
I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. The talking cat sicks a bunch of wolves on the mermaid princess, and then the prince then has to bust in with a bow and arrow and just slaughter all of these wolves. Oh, yeah. He arrows those wolves on screen. And then the the weirdest thing about Jimmy, of course, is the fact that she can talk, which comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's not explained. She's I like I was like, is she like a familiar of the witch who's trying to sabotage her? Is she mm-hmm. like a transformed princess? Is she what is she? No. Fuck that. She's just a talking cat. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, sure? it's it well and it, it they start you off slow. So they start you off Jemmy is just meowing and hissing like a normal cat. And then when she starts to rant about Marina, she's by herself. So it almost kind of feels like maybe they're going to do like a Garfield thing with it. Where yeah. the cat just talks, but nobody can hear it. But then, no, eventually we just see Jemmy having full on conversations with yeah. other humans. <laughs> she's just talking. She's yeah. just a talking cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... And obviously this is something that people knew about because nobody's surprised that the nobody but the audience rather is surprised that all of a sudden this cat is just (laughs) having a full on conversation. Like she's just chatting with the Chamberlain and then when when she's trying to sabotage Marina and uh the prince I don't think ever actually got a name. He's just the prince, right? Yeah, they don't they don't give him a name poor guy um <laughs> when she's trying to sabotage them she like goes to his parents and they're like oh hi jemmy so they are familiar with this cat and the cat's like here's the situation and they're yeah. like we will take your word for it talking cat <laughs> this is a very this 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 cat has a pre-existing relationship yeah. with, with his parents and they trust this cat implicitly yeah <laughs> god this fucking cat is the reason for Marita's downfall. This little yeah. shit just had to nose her way into the, into her business. God. This is your fault, Jemmy. Yeah, Jemmy. There wasn't like a time limit to, to Marina. It's not like the Disney film where she's got what, like a f- X amount of time. Yeah, I think it was like three days or something. Three like days that. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, it, it was just, you know, if Jemmy the, hadn't got there and they, they'd just been able to get married, mm-hmm. it would have been fine. Yeah. Dang it, Jemmy. Jemmy. It's your, it's your fault. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny, uh, as you pointed out, um, so I think this must have been in the the viewing group that we, that you watched the movie in, because... Yeah, people people thought that Jemmy was somehow working for the Sea Witch or that she was the Sea Witch in disguise because it was like, why does this cat care so much? Yeah. And yeah. and it's funny and it's funny because Jemmy uh Jemmy the cat and the Sea Witch, as well as the, the princess, actually, um, they were all voice acted by the same woman, Jane Woods. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so may- maybe that's why part of why everybody thought that the the cat was in leagues with the sea witch. I maybe, I don't know. It was just like it was just a bizarre thing because it's not like there's a pre-established relationship where the cat and the prince are best friends. 
or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like this cat just hates her as soon as yeah. Which I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I was under the impression that she was more than just some kind of cat. But she, no, that was it. The sea yeah. witch does her thing. Like the sea witch is not the antagonist really in this film. She's just mm-hmm. like she's seen. She's kind of evil, I guess. She does the storms and makes si- ships sink. She's not a good character, but she's not like actively sabotaging the little mm-hmm. mermaid or anything. She's just like, here's the deal. Here's the way my spell works. Do this shit. If it doesn't work, then you die. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. She's she's not like Ursula. She's not she doesn't yeah. have this grand master plan to take over uh the world or whatever. It's just Yeah, she just seems like she's just a bit of a dick. She likes causing storms and it's funny, she actually when Marina comes to her for the potion, she very she very succinctly spells out to Marina all of the stuff that she it, it, yeah. will lose. Even if things go perfectly as planned and she and Marina marries the prince, the sea witch is very much like, uh, you realize that you're never going to see your family again. Like, that's it, if you do this. You understand that this means you'll never again be able to dive through the water to the merman pass. That you'll never see your father, your grandmother, or your sisters again. I understand. You love him enough to lose all this? What if he loves you not? Yeah, like she's, it's not like she's trying to dissuade her, but she's just like, are you sure about this? Because yeah. literally this means you can't come back. You will be a human. And if everything goes well, you will be a human. You will have no voice, but you will have your prince. and you, But you can never see your home or your family ever again. Mm-hmm. And it's like. She just spells it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and and again, like you said, when Marina, she gives Marina the potion and sets her on her merry way and she doesn't do anything to interfere with what's going on. And she actually, she provides the out, which she she had no obligation to do uh, when Marina's sisters come and try and strike up a bargain to get the the knife to uh, kill the prince with. Yeah, and it's like, it's an evil way to, to do it, but that just mm-hmm. sort of seems to be her way. Like, you, you make a deal with the sea witch, that's what you're gonna get. She's yeah. not promising you a good a good deal, she's promising you a deal. Yeah, tough like, shit. okay. Take yeah, it or leave shit. it. She's got a fun design, too. She's kind of like- a, I love it. She's like a weird manta ray. Yeah, and she kind of, the way she moves, she's like- She's kind of giant, and she's sort of, like... Yeah. It's almost like she's flowing with the ocean currents and kind of bending over and kind of yeah. showing off how she looks like a manta ray. She's really fun. I I really love the designs in this film for the characters. They're, yeah. like... Uh, I just... I'm a sucker for it. It's such a... It's such a... Just a style. Her... Marina's sisters, oh my god, they are so great. <laughs> They're so good. Like, Marina looks like your classic sort of, like, she, she looks like a cute little princess. She's very cute. Her sisters all have, like, that dark eyeshadow and, like, <laughs> really sharp features and, like, multicolored hair. 
It's so good. Like she's like one one of the sisters has a green afro with a long ponytail yeah. sticking out the back of her neck. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just they're great. I love the designs of this did film you, so much. Did you notice that one of the sisters looks almost exactly like her hairstyle looks like Don Blue's Thumbelina? <gasps> really? Yeah. It's, oh no, I missed it. Oh, I'll have to oh. I'll have to get you a picture. Like it's it's weird. It's that it's like the that same particular shade of orange and she even has kind of like the the very the very high ponytail with the the bangs on the side of the face that almost look like kind of sideburns. Oh, I will I will keep an eye on it cuz you know, you know how I do. I got this playing on silent mm-hmm. distracting me with help with this beautiful 70s anime style. <laughs> There, there's one character design in this one that I laugh so hard at because he stands out so much. But it's is it the, is it the man on the boat with the prince? Yes. Oh, oh my, my god. god! What is up with that? He looks like he's a Pikmin character. <laughs> so, like the main characters are all these very like very beautiful sort of um, character designs, and then some of the background characters. You're like, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. You're you belong in a different anime. Where, where yeah, did you come from? Him absolutely like he's like he doesn't seem like he's the same species. Like I feel like he must have been a turtle or something that the sea witch turned into a human. Oh shit. Yeah. That was She's, it. Yeah. Something something about him. Oh, she does have Don Bluth's Thumbelina hair. Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, she was just on screen there for a second. Yeah. Yeah, no, he looks, he's a lot, um, but most of the character designs are very nice. The sad thing is that I'm pretty sure that he dies. Yeah, everyone on that, everyone on that ship apparently dies except the prince because Marina saves him. Everyone else just dies. Yeah, I think they kind of like, they don't bring it up, which is, I mean, it's probably the smart thing to do. Uh, Yeah. But it's but, still, yeah. <laughs> you're still looking at it like, oh, all those people did just drown. Yeah, <sighs> weird. You gotta at least pour one out for the for for that strange man. <laughs> maybe he turned back into a turtle. <gasps> oh, maybe he had a he's happy fine. Ending. Yeah, oh. he's fine. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, we fixed it. Speaking of the designs, mm-hmm. it was a bold choice. There's no clamshell bras in this movie. Yeah. There's just titties out for all of these princesses. Yeah, like they they do try and artfully uh, like drape the hair over it, but at the same time, it's not like the hair is shellacked in place over the boobies. No. No. So when it like when it makes sense, they they will just you see the boobie. You see you see the boob. It's just right there. You're like, oh, bold choice. Yeah. Except, except for Grandma Mermaid, she gets she gets covered she, up. She yeah. Well, she has the most incredible collar <laughs> on on her like dress robe. She uh, looks like a her head is a little pearl in a clamshell. Yeah, it's that's amazing. What it is. It's amazing. 
I the first time I saw her in this one, I I at first glance I thought it was her hair. I thought she had this giant, <laughs> giant like <laughs> sphere of gray hair. Oh my god! But no, it's she. She wears a she wears a robe underwater. Well, the rest of the the rest because you see in the background at the at the ceremony where Marina gets her pearl hairpin thing, you see mm-hmm. other mer people. And they're all wearing clothes. These <laughs> these princesses are just like fuck that. Actually, yeah. yeah. What the? It's, we don't feel yeah, like it. Of... Yeah, I don't feel like it. Eh, too hot. Let's fuck it. We're we're fish people. Why yeah. why why am I gonna put extra fabric on while I'm swimming around? Yeah. Terrible. Well, that's the thing is that it like it makes more sense for them to not have anything. So it's almost yeah. it's almost weirder. The 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 background characters and Grandma and and even the King King Mermaid, for like they all wear clothes. Like why? Just be free. Yeah. Like who cares? You're underwater. Yeah. Where are you getting the cloth from? Even. What? Oh yeah. It's not like oh, that's God. made of kelp. Oh. Maybe it's magic. Or like maybe it's it's harvested uh har- harvested canvas from the ship's masts or something the oh, sails maybe maybe but yeah it was just it was just a striking choice <laughs> one one of one of the characters that i like and she it's funny because her design in isolation is very very normal she doesn't really stand out it's when she's with other people that you notice um the princess maid who- <gasps> i love her She's just like this giant woman who don't take no shit. She's so good. She's only in the movie for like two minutes, but when she's on screen, her big introduction is, uh, so this is when the prince has found Marina on the shore and he calls for help. And the maid and the prince's tutor comes running up and the the tutor, um, I forget what line they give him in the English dub, but it's very clear by his animation that he must, he was like, ooh, a naked lady. And he's like all excited about this. Yeah. Um, and so the princess, ma- the princess maid, who, who again, she's just this giant woman. She just picks up the tutor and effortlessly tosses just him one hand. tosses him with one hand. You're just like, hell yeah. <laughs> just toss I- that man. I love it. It's so good. Just like not just how again how effortless it is. Oh. And then she she takes off her apron and she wraps Marina up in it. And then she she's holding Marina bridal style and and that's when you really notice like this woman is goddamn huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's enormous. Yeah. I wish I wish that she was in the movie for longer. I feel like she like she would have gotten shit done. She, I, like if she was on Marina's side, yeah, she could have talked some sense to the prince. <sighs> yeah, she she was great. I wish that she was in there more as well. Jumping back in time a little bit, as we do, there's mm-hmm. there's a in the coronation. The only time, because it is mentioned, like, oh, Marina has the most beautiful voice in the sea, and there's. She sings one song when, not coronation, but when she gets her pearl hairpin. Yeah. She sings a song and it is just, ah, it's so good. When a woman goes away, she begins a different kind of love. 
seventies ass. Seventies anime. Yeah. Oh. I don't even know what the lyrics were. I was just taken away. <laughs> I was taken away by the music. Yeah. Like, I'm listening. It's... I'm listening to some some mixed compilation on YouTube with a looping anime gif in the background right now. This is where I'm at. Yeah. Oh god, and it's it is it's just uh, she starts kind of fantasizing about her life with the prince, and they're just kind of they're just hanging out together while she's a mermaid, oh. and they're in love, and she's playing the harp, and then he fades in while he's playing the flute. He <laughs> <laughs> just he's just a faded overlay on top, and I laughed, and it was so good. <laughs> oh. It's such a contrast to their actual relationship. We only see a bit of it, and we we basically see that, you know, he, he, he yeah. It's it's too bad that the business with Jemmy and the wolves, like it's too bad that they they decided to put that scene in there because it would have been nice to see more of their relationship. Because I honestly like I I feel like I have a hard time reading the prince's interest in her. As, as romantic. It, it kind of comes across as like a, a platonic friendship slash sibling kind of thing to me. A little. Yeah, I can see that. It's never, yeah, explicitly read as or, or presented as like, he is romantically interested in her. Yeah, like to compare it to the Disney version where I mean, they kind of do a similar thing where Eric, um, he doesn't know, he, he doesn't realize that Ariel's the one who saved him so that he's, he's pining for this mystery woman. And in spite of that, you can still see that he is attracted to Ariel, like the way he looks at her and yeah. like just his, his behavior to her. And even other characters comment on it. Like there's the scene with Grimsby um, coming to Eric as he's he's playing his little his little flute on the castle. The song that Ariel sang to him. Oh, the flute. Flutes are a reoccurring thing for these princes, I guess. Apparently. But um, you know, and Grimsby is just like, hey, you know, mystery fantasy women that you will never see again are great, but. Well, you know what's better? A real life woman who really digs you, dude. And he kind of like nudge, nudge. You hey, know? check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a pretty lady right here who likes you. Yeah. Right now. And you like her, obviously, dude. So maybe stop being so hung up on Mystery Woman. And and it's such a great moment in in the Disney film because Eric symbolically throws his his flute away because he's like, yeah, you know what? You're fucking right. Why am I chasing after a mystery woman when I've got this this wonderful lady right here that I like and she likes me? And it's only because it's, it's not a it's not a I I'll never find her. So I guess you'll do. Yeah, <laughs> you shithead. <laughs> so bad. God. Oh. You you know what's great is that um so yeah, the the prince says that line um that yeah, since I can't find her, I want to marry you. 
And then we see the business with Jemmy and the king, who then tricked the prince onto the boat to meet the princess. While they're on the boat, the king and queen forcibly separate the prince and Marina. And so afterwards, she's all alone in her room, and Marina hears in her memories, what's like implied to be her memories at least, yeah. the prince saying, if I were able to choose my own bride, Princess Mermaid, it would be you, my sweet silent one. Which is so much more affectionate and loving than what he said to her earlier. Yeah, like, is it is it that is how she remembers it? Or is it sort of that is something he said to her off camera? Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get to see it, because I wish we had seen that. I wish that yeah. had been how he, how how he, phrased he it. said it, phrased it. Because, like, that would at least be like, okay. Yeah, All right. like, that's... <laughs> That's such a much nicer way of putting it. You're not you're not assigning to her the position of second place. Yeah. <laughs> of of a consolation bride. Like Yeah. That's like when you go to damn. the store and they don't have the brand of peanut butter you usually get, so you just <laughs> settle for another kind. I'll never find that peanut butter, so I suppose the gif will do. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I- it might have been, um, it, like, I, I did, I ended up, I did check the, the Japanese version. Um, I would love to see the Japanese version, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'll have to, I'll have to send you a copy of that one. Um, the, the prince's dialogue with her in that initial scene, it is along the same lines of that later in, in the English dub, that memory that Marina seems to have where he oh, says okay. the much nicer lines. So... So I, I think it was a matter of them having to write around the lip movements in the mm. animation and trying to yeah. make it fit with something in English. So when they are no longer restrained by... Because the prince wasn't on scene in, in when Marina is thinking of him. It's just his voice, his, his uh, voice Yeah, it's just like a memory of his voice. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they're not restrained by any animation. They could just have him say whatever they want. That's when they mm-hmm. give this much more favorable and loving line. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We we gotta talk about the big the big scene where um you know, so the prince the prince has met with the the uh the black haired princess and finds out that, oh, you're the woman that I've been pining for. And he then, he rushes to tell Marina <sighs> about his marriage. Um, and he just, he basically just says, like, I have good news. Um, yeah, I have great news. I've, <laughs> we're not getting married anymore. Bye. Yeah, great, great news. We don't have to get oh. married anymore because I'm, I'm going to marry the princess. That right there is, is hilarious enough but then marina of course in shock drops she was holding a mirror so she drops it and it shatters very dramatically princess princess you won't believe my good fortune the sumio princess is the same girl that saved my life we're going to announce our marriage immediately and then the scene just ends yeah we don't get to see the fallout between Marina and the prince. He is in the room when she drops that mirror. He certainly should have had a reaction to it, but yeah, it's unimportant. No, 
I guess he just assumes like, oh, she'll be happy for me because she knows this is who I want to marry. But, but my guy, come on. It's, it's great. Come on. It's great. Like, telling this girl you'll marry her Mm -hmm. and like, oh, good news. No, 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 not anymore. We're not yeah. getting married now. Like, fuck off. And I think, and I think that's why I I have trouble seeing him as romantically interested in her because that earlier scene should have effectively been him proposing to her that I want yeah. to marry you, and yet he does not give two shits about. No, as as soon as he finds like this mystery dark haired woman, mm-hmm. he's like. Oh, thank God. I found her. Now I can just marry her. Now I can marry the one that I want to marry. Yeah. And not this this girl that I've been forming a relationship with over the past month and a bit and have yeah. told that I'm going to marry. Yeah, you think, you think Marina w- would be sad about, the, b- about this? Uh, you know, doesn't matter. I mean, I'm sure she'll just be happy for me. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be happy for me. I don't, I don't know why she dropped Fucking. that in her. I guess, I guess she's just clumsy. Wow, it just slipped from her fingers. She's also been crying a lot since I told her about the engagement. It's weird. Weird. I guess her maybe her eyes are just dry. <laughs> God. And it's, it's just, it's so weird. Because mm-hmm. even up to the point, like, before he, when they're on the ship going to, air quotes, visit his sick mother, when they're tri- because that's the whole ruse. They're like, oh, your mother's sick and you need to come home now. And he's like, okay, M- M- Princess Mermaid and I will, will go right away. And they're like, no, you gotta go alone. And he's like, where I go, she goes. Yeah. And then when they surprise him on the ship, because like his his mom's fine. Like She's like, I got better. Now we're taking <laughs> you to see the princess they were gonna marry. Yeah. He's, like, fighting with his guards so they don't take away uh, Marina. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, trying to protect her and stuff like that. And then, no. Well, fuck it. I found the... Yeah. I found the... I found her. Dark-haired yeah. princess. As, as soon as... As soon as he meets with the princess, it's just, like, Marina especially does not matter it's just and and again it's just this weird thing where it's almost like he like he doesn't really care about her feelings to be quite frank it's like they're never it's never something that crosses his mind yeah and it's like poor marina yeah god what a what a gut punch like again disney does shit (laughs) right you know, they knew that this would be a, this would kind of make Eric look like a big ass jerk if all of a sudden he just had the hots for somebody else. So let's have Ursula, the sea witch, use a spell and make make him uh, bewitched. Yeah. Bam. That solved. Oh, I just let me let me tell you this movie made me want to watch the Dis- Disney's Little Mermaid so bad. Oh, please give me a happy ending, please, God. Uh, you know what I was because I knew how the original story ended, and I mm. knew they were probably gonna go for it. But there's a, there was a point where there was a little spark of hope in my heart, where like 
she drops because c- the her sisters give her the knife to like stab the prince with and then she doesn't do it and she's standing mm. on the back of the boat and she casts it into the sea and it uh it starts doing like a magical like thing and i was like maybe like the magic will will backfire and like the power of love will just make her be a mermaid again and she can at least be happy with her family again mm-hmm. <laughs> anything yeah something the magic hair the pearl hairpin is magic actually something come on I mean, it, it was kind of magic on, it shot movie. out a laser beam one point it, it did shot it did shoot a laser beam to summon fritz the dolphin yeah i guess more like Which, a pager yeah i was just like come on there's gotta you cut you can't no yeah but then no she just she does just die yeah and i guess that's just it's it's funny because while while I was looking up um just information about the the original story but they it's funny because they they basically discuss whether or not the ending should be considered happy or not um mm. because it's the so in the in the original story and I guess to clarify there is kind of a slight difference in that in the movie they very explicitly state that Marina has ascended to heaven. Um, yeah, like she she is dead and gone to heaven now. In the original story, the Little Mermaid, because um, it's it's expressly pointed out that mermaids don't have souls; only humans have eternal souls with which they can go to heaven. So Oof. after she, yeah. Um, after she fail or after she decides to not kill the prince, she is basically rewarded with the opportunity to earn a immortal soul and and she can get one by doing good deeds for mankind for 300 years and and once she completes that, then she can go to heaven. Damn. Yeah. Jeez. Woof. Like, god damn it, give me a break. Like doing good deeds as seafoam? Yeah, like as as basically like as a, a spirit of the air kind of thing. I think they're, they're Oh, referred, okay. Yeah. They're they're like referred yeah. to um a daughter of the air, which I'm not sure if that is a specific specific entity. Um, but it kind of just feels like it's just like basically just a spirit that yeah somehow i guess is expected to do good deeds like blow the air a certain way to make sure ships come home oh or maybe something. i don't know <laughs> i like i mean if that's not it it should be cuz that makes sense like what the hell's air going to do <laughs> like oh there's a hot hot a nice breeze on a hot summer day yeah let me blow on this little child so that they don't get heat stroke <sighs> I mean, I mean, a cool breeze on a hot summer day is one of my favorite things just in life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that'd be a good thing to do. Yeah. I could see that. I wish good I was for- having a, a cool breeze on a hot summer day right now. There's fucking snow outside. Oh, actually, on the note of on the note of cold, fun thing about this version of the story is. And mind you, I guess uh, the, the Disney one, too, it probably took place in Denmark, but 
You kind of oh, forget yeah. that because the underwater world that they show in the Disney one almost looks tropical. Yeah. Like, there's no hint that it might be anything but, like, a coral reef, a mm-hmm. beautiful tropical coral reef. But in in this version, they, like, at one point- icebergs. Yeah. Like, they, Marina hangs out on an iceberg. Completely naked. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sitting on an iceberg. Yeah. Ugh, that, I could, I'm shifting in my seat because the thought feels uncomfortable. <laughs> My cold <laughs> butt on an iceberg? No, thank you. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah. Ooh, so that water when yeah, so oh, when the prince... so cold. Oh my god. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I <gasps> I actually didn't think about be it being set in Denmark, but yeah, that that yeah, that's true. That makes sense. It's set in Denmark because that's mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and it, and it's funny because, uh, like, I kind of figured that was the case, but it wasn't, uh, like, they don't ever expressly point it out, but I, I was kind of, again, just looking stuff up for this movie, and the black-haired princess, um, they refer to her as the Sumio princess, and right. I, um, and I guess uh, Suomi, I am probably mispronouncing that, but Suomi is the Finnish word for Finland. So she's actually, oh. yeah, Princess of Finland. Oh. Interesting. That yeah. makes sense. The f- movie begins and ends with a with narration over live action footage. Mm-hmm. Because I think at the beginning it says it was made with the Hans Christian Andersen, like in conjunction with the Hans Christian Andersen Memorial Fund. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Something to the tune of that. So it does start with, like, live action footage of 70s Denmark. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's probably, cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of great. Uh, Copenhagen, I, I imagine. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all these, like, people walking around and, like, driving driving all the cars of the current time and, like, wearing bell-bottom pants. And you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Hell yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> with their so, 70s haircuts like so fashionable um, incredible mm-hmm. so good yeah oh. and they actually they show the um they show the little mermaid statue that yeah. is in uh the copenhagen harbor yeah so something that i think this film does a really good job at um and we kind of touched on this uh briefly is that uh, I think it, it this film does a really good job at creating atmosphere and environment. I really yeah. like, in particular, how they handled the underwater kingdom. Um, whereas as in Disney's version, Atlantica felt very warm and inviting. And as we kind of mentioned it, it was almost tropical sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Marina's home feels like, I, you feel like you are underwater. Like, deep below the sea. Yeah. There's something, like, dark and almost cavernous to to the environments underwater. That it, it just, it feels mysterious and kind of spooky. But, like, the spooky as in, like, the just, you know. The like unknowable those... depths. Kind yes, of exactly. Spooky. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's got a really nice tone. Yeah. When 
like again like we've kind of talked about some of the goofy moments in the films but when they decide to be dramatic they really sell it like so they're obviously the ending with with marina and and the prince like that's all great um i also really love the moment where marina is rescuing the prince there's one spot in particular she she spies him in the waves and he's clinging to this bit of wood and yeah. there's a moment where the waves block the prince from view and in just in a second after the wave passes all marina sees is the wood and the prince is gone it's like damn like that's yeah. it's so simple but it's so effective it's some of the some of the animation is a little like it's a little kind of choppy <laughs> but there's definitely points where it's really like a lot of the water animation is really beautiful and like that's that sequence in particular it's like it's really played effectively for like it just sort of the water swooshes in and and is like crashing around and they're Mm -hmm. moving through frame and it's just like no and then he's sucked underwater and you're like oh man yeah no it's it was very it was a lot of good yeah good design good animation good drama yeah, it's, again, that scene in particular, like, it feels like there's actual peril there. Yeah. And and as you mentioned, like, yeah, I guess in general, the animation is a bit limited. Um, yeah, it's and a so little ma- choppy here and there. Yeah. And so maybe, like, that, maybe that's partly why we have a hard time, or at least I have a hard time reading the the relationship between um, Marina and the prince, because maybe if if they were able to do more subtle stuff with his expressions or her expressions, maybe they could have been able to reinforce the, yeah. the emotions they were feeling. Yeah, because, like, they're drawn beautifully, but they're also... Marina especially suffers from kind of a blank expression a lot. Like, mm-hmm. she just looks a little, like... Ah, just smiling and nothing, nothing else in the expression. Just sort of blankly happy. Yeah, and it's kind of well drawn and it looks nice, but it's like I can you can get a little more, just a little more feeling in there. Mm-hmm. I I think part of the problem with Marina is that she she is already a sort of demure character, sort of yeah. shy. Um. But, like, she does have a spunky side to her, um, but I feel like they don't really know how to express that side to her once she loses her voice and she's up on dry land. It's it's kind of like yeah. they, without her being able to audibly express herself, they don't really know how to, how to, how to give her pers- per, uh, personality performance. Yeah. Like, she just sort of, as soon as she loses her voice, she's just sort of like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of existing here. Whereas, like, at the beginning, yeah, she's got a sort of, like, she's sneaking out after dark to, like, go visit the surface. And she has that sort of, like, kind of like know. a childish stubbornness to her. Where, yeah, yeah. Where she she's defying her father's wishes. She's sneaking out. She's she's openly she's pining for the statue of the prince. Like she's got a huge crush on it. And yeah, again, once she's up on dry land, it's like they can't they they don't know what to do with her. Like 
she she kind of just quietly goes along with everything, even when she should be at her happiness. So again, when the prince tells her that, you know, I I wish I could marry you, she kind of just she just gives this very slight smile, and yeah. It's just like, what happened to the childish mermaid princess who was like, had her arms wrapped around this statue and she was just clinging to it and just and so in love with this statue. Like, there's just so much more they could have done with her body language to yeah. show interest. Yeah. Because they, they did it earlier in the film. They just, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they definitely could have gone... A bit more, just a bit more obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, thinking about it, The Little Mermaid is an interesting choice to do an animated film of because your protagonist, uh, the halfway through the story, uh, becomes mute. And yeah. it is something that you need to figure out how, again, how are you going to portray their character? How are you going mm-hmm. to show them, how, how are you going to convey their thoughts? And a lot of the versions that I've seen, including this one, they'll often add voiceovers of what the character is thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the that's something that the Disney version never had to resort to, you know, once yeah. Ariel goes silent, she stays silent until she gets her voice back. And I do feel like that's kind of, that's an effective way to do it. But I, I guess what helped in that instance is that Ariel always had friends around her who were able to kind of talk to her and give her something yeah, to that's react true. to. Yeah. And I think they were also, Disney has like, her her design is obviously meant to be pretty and cute and stuff like that, but they also weren't afraid to make her pull a couple faces and, like, do some weird stuff mm-hmm. uh, and sort of add the personality that way. Whereas, yeah. uh, like, in this version, she's just pretty and cute and mm-hmm. makes a smile face. Yeah. A slight gentle smile that is very gentle lovely. Smile. But yeah. doesn't really convey much expression with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, thinking about it, too, maybe Ariel, like, because while Ariel was in love with Eric and that was a goal of hers, she also just was really fascinated with humanity. And Yeah, so, she was also in love with humans and human society and all that stuff. So Yeah. So she she had stuff to do. Even that that didn't revolve specifically around Eric. So when she, you know, when they go to the town and she gets to see, like, the puppet show and, and they they go, like, he gives her the reins yeah. for the carriage ride. Like, she is able to get so excited about these things and show how, like, her reaction to it. Like, it gives her some business to do that isn't, again, that isn't focused on Eric. She's not, like... It, like, she's not restraining herself and maybe that's yeah. why Mar- you know maybe that's why Marina comes off as so stilted that maybe she's restraining herself to, to make a good impression for her prince whereas Ariel is just like fuck like this horse just, holy shit yeah holy shit puppets oh my god what the hell what is the- this oh my holy- god holy shit how does this work 
What the fuck is this giant fluffy bed? I remember that scene because it always looks so comfortable. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> her yeah. her in the bathtub blowing the bubbles always made me super jealous because, I don't know, it just, it never, bubble baths were never as nice as they were. No, because you want to be able to like scoop it in your hands and be like, and then have yeah. the little bubbles everywhere. Yeah. Every works. every kid has tried that after seeing that. They're like, I'm going to blow the bubbles too. Oh, it's just a flop of like bleh. Yeah. And then in my case, you maybe add too met too much bubble solution oh, no. to the bath. <laughs> and then uh-huh. you're just like, Help! Help, Mum! <laughs> I, I can't see. Lost in the bubbles. Oh god. Help. <laughs> Here's here's my pro tip though. If uh, if your parents if they happen to have a bathtub with the, the jets in it, holy shit, that's like the bubble maker extreme. But also oh. again, do not put so much bubble solution <laughs> in there that you like you legit have to call your mother in to help you get out of the tub because you can't see shit. Oh my god! And you're afraid of slipping and falling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, childhood. Oh. Also, the bit where they go into the sunken ship and she puts the boot on her head is very cute. <laughs> it's just did a you, little aside. Did, did you ever watch the... I We keep going back to the Disney Little Mermaid. I can't help that's, it. That's sort of the only... That's, that's going to be most people's point of comparison. Like, most mm-hmm. people will have seen one version of the animated... One animated version of The Little Mermaid, and it's the Disney version. So it's hard not to go back to compare. Even though this one predates it by, like, a decade and a bit. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, did you did you ever watch The Little Mermaid TV show that Disney put out? I did not. <laughs> There's an episode that I remember where, um... I think it's I think it's Eric because they kept having him do cameos. The the series is set before Ariel and him meet the events of the right. movie. Obviously cuz she's still a mermaid. Um <laughs> but he loses his his shoe in the ocean and Ariel finds it and through some contrived happenstance um like somebody fires a cannonball and it blows something up underwater while Ariel has the boot pointed at something so they think that the boot is a weapon. Um, oh god. So it okay. leads to it leads to a marvelous episode where the villain, who I think was the evil manta ray, voiced by Tim Curry, um, <laughs> he, oh my god, he's trying to get the boot, and and so at the, I just remember the end of the episode, um, the big reveal is that Ariel has found a second boot, and she brandishes these like a pair of revolvers to oh my the god, and it's just like, this weird like I'm gonna get you. That's wild. <laughs> so that's kind of what I thought of when Marita put the boot on her head. Oh my god. It's like, oh, it's a gun, Marita. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marina. You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> oh god. Oh. But what what is there a favorite moment that you have from this film? Oh. There's a lot of favorite moments. I just like this film. Favorite moment, trying to think. Because there was definitely parts where I was like, ha! <laughs> but I think that was mostly because of the visuals. Yeah. 
um like when she's singing her song and you see she's on the the harp and then he fades in while playing the flute actually made me <laughs> laugh out loud um that, i don't think that was my favorite moment i think anything with the sea witch i think was a was a bonus i think like yeah. with when she's given the whole rundown to the to uh marina and you just see her being like huge and cool you're like all right cool that was pretty like but again i just there's there's moments i could take screenshots of this movie and just be like yeah yeah these are all my favorite moments yeah <laughs> i think i think mine i mean it's got to be the the dramatic moment of good news i i don't know at all like that's just great. well yeah yeah that is extremely good that's oh god oh. i don't know how i'm gonna put that one on twitter because what makes it funny to me is the fact that it immediately cuts away to an unrelated yeah. and then so it's like <laughs> you kind of you kind of need to include that part to really sell how fucking abrupt it is and how little yeah. anybody gives a shit about Marina's feelings. Yeah, God. that part that part might not play well by itself. The bit where he is like, "I can't find her, so I guess I'll have you," is a close second, though. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we can share that bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you what do you think? I guess overall, now that we've now that we've discussed the movie to pieces, let's let's go back to the general thoughts about. I'm gonna be honest. I really love this one. I'm yeah. biased. I like the style of it. I think it's. I just think that the aesthetic of it is pleasing to me. So it's. I am biased. Yeah. Even even her little because like. In the Disney film, she's got her little side. She's got Flounder and Sebastian. This movie, she's got Fritz the Dolphin. And I feel like before we watch this, I remembered Fritz being more annoying than he is. I didn't mm-hmm. even mind him that much. He's just he's just a kid, little little kid dolphin. Yeah, he's cute. A, a little kid dolphin who at the very end is crying, calling out for oh. Marina as she ascends to heaven. Just again, yeah. more more gut punches piling up on yeah. each other. He's just he's just jumping in the water after the after the sea foam bubbles as she ascends and is just crying out for her. And you're like, excuse me, yeah, <laughs> movie. It's like really, what the fuck? <laughs> Can you give me a break? Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I remembered him being more annoying than he was. He really wasn't. He was just cute. Mm-hmm. So I guess my overall feelings of this film are good. Yeah. I like would, it. Would you, would you recommend it for a bad princess movie night? Hard to say. I feel like it's really, like, especially in the beginning, like we talked about, it's not, it doesn't feel like a bad movie at the beginning mm-hmm. it's only when they when she basically hits the hits the surface and starts interacting with the prince that it starts yeah. getting a little bit buck wild but i i mean i liked it at the bad princess movie night i enjoyed it so yeah i'd say so the, this is maybe a good palate cleanser where it's yeah. not it's not a terrible one and you're sort of grateful for it you need you need one that, like, you can actually kind of get into. 
and and yeah. and put it put it in between the ones that are so horrible that <laughs> you risk alienating your friends. Exactly. <laughs> Either ease in with this and then watch something worse, or watch something worse and then watch this to feel better. Yeah, yeah, and end the evening on a high note, which yeah. is a weird way to describe that ending. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, but I mean, just overall, I I really like it. Yeah. I I am biased though, so your mileage may vary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I would agree. This this one, I I like it. I like laughing at Prince Oblivious. Um, <laughs> the ending has too many feels, so it loses points for me there. But overall, <laughs> this is this is a fun look, and it's it's kind of a fun take fun take it's an interesting take on the original story yeah but i i uh i think that's gonna be it for us for this one though so if you have any comments or questions or recommendations for movies for us to take a look at you can feel free to email us at badprincessmovies at gmail.com we have also got a Twitter where we'll post little clips of the movies that we uh, profile on the podcast. You can find us at Bad Princess MOV. And then we also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which you can find at badprincessmovies.com. Check those out. <laughs> Definitely check out the Twitter. Definitely yeah. look at uh, the clips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. We we have a recent clip um, <laughs> from not too long ago uh, from the Disney Descendants episode where just ha- we had to clip the moment of Brie damn near killing Almost herself. dying? Yeah. Almost almost choking to death. Um, oh. I, I, I gotta... So... Our friend Steve, who is a, hopefully going to be a future guest of the podcast oh, once we Steve. get around to Swamp Princess 10, mm-hmm. he started hitting me up in my DMs trying to defend <laughs> Dopey as a sexual <laughs> sexual being. Um, <coughs> oh, no. So oh, first, Steve, why? Yeah, I mean, first off, the big thing to take away is that he... He suggested that Dopey was possibly a himbo? No. <laughs> He's Steve. not a fucking himbo, Steve. Steve! What the hell? But, yeah, that'll be it for us for this one, guys. Uh, tune in next time. Tune in next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye.